Hello, and welcome to the Scribe Count podcast. Today's host is Wayne Stinnett, a cornerstone of the indie author community. At Scribe Count, we knew we wanted Wayne's opinion on our service, and we've been lucky enough to have his input all throughout the process. Today's episode was recorded on October 15th, the day of our most recent product launch, but we're releasing it today for those of you who are planning to be at the 20 Books Convention in Las Vegas. If you have any questions, feel free to seek me out at the conference. Without any further ado, I'll let Wayne dive into his questions about Scribe Count. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Scribe Count podcast. I'm your guest host, Wayne Stennett, and today we have Philippa Warner with us. Philippa's an author, but what we're talking about here today is another role she has, the CMO of Scribe Count. She's here to talk about the service, how it came to be, and what it has to offer indie authors and big dogs. <laughs> Does that pretty much cover it, Philippa? Those are our favorite subjects here at Scribe oh. Count, yes. <laughs> Good, perfect. Uh, for those out there who may not have heard of uh, Scribe Count yet, uh, what is it and how do you get involved? How did you get involved with the world of uh, indie authors? Uh, I started, well, I started writing stories when I was about three or four and dictated them to my poor, long-suffering babysitter. Um, but since then, I've started actually, you know, transcribing them myself. And I got into it like a whole bunch of us. I was writing, I was querying. I realized I was spending all of my writing time querying agents instead of actually writing. And my friends and family, who are all voracious readers, uh, said, you should self-publish. I said, oh, no, 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 we, I shouldn't. They just kept at me. I, uh, I started self-publishing, and I really haven't looked back. Um, and over the course of that, the indie author community is, uh, for anyone listening who's, who's not a part of this community, yet it is one of the most helpful inclusive communities I've ever been a part of. And oh, so people were reaching out, they were giving help. There was just this expectation that you would come back and you would help newbie authors. And through a whole bunch of that, I got invited to a few message boards and have been working with with different people and helping them troubleshoot. And uh, through this, Randall Wood, who's our CEO and the founder of ScribeCount, uh, and I met, and unbeknownst to me, he'd written down my name from something I said about crunching data and uh, and kept that for a few years as he was starting up Scribe Count, and then reached out to me about a year and a half ago and said, hey, this is about at a point that we're going to take it live soon, and I'd love for you to come on board. It was something I'd wanted for years he'd wanted for years uh, because a whole bunch of other platforms had said, yeah, we're going to bring on, or uh, other sales aggregators, we're going to bring on all these platforms and you'll be able to track not only your Amazon, but your Barnes and Noble and your Google and your, um, and so we were excited and we waited for many years and, and then waited, it didn't happen. <laughs> right. We waited, we waited, we waited. Uh, and so eventually uh, we decided to build it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> well, you guys have a new dashboard out today. Yes. 
and it is a huge upgrade. I was, I was just looking at my sales this morning <laughs> and I'm seeing a lot of new features and it's going to take me a while to learn all of them. Mm -hmm. But before we talk about that, let's go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. how, did, how did you, how did you, this all start? How did you, how did Scrab Count come to be? Yeah, we, um, so as I mentioned, we'd, we'd waited for years um, for this to come around and hadn't. Um, and so Randall tracked down this amazing developer, friend of a friend. They got working, they made diagrams, and uh, we promptly lost him to NASA, which, I mean, you can't argue with. It's NASA. It just, no. <laughs> um, but through him, we found our uh, current head of development, um, who is likewise amazing and has not yet left us for NASA. So that's a step up for us. Um, and, and then he put together an actual, the, the tech team, right? Yes. Um, and so it's, it's very funny. It, we were in this space of not having ever met. And so we started, um, they started before quarantines and pandemics and all of that. And I came on after, but um, it has definitely been even from the quarantine standpoint, a very scattered operation. We're all over the world. We're, our only uh, blind spots are in the EU right now. So we're trying to bring in some people there, but otherwise we have people in almost every time zone. And uh, it has been, I don't even know how to describe it. There's so many little things and big things and curveballs you would never have expected um, certain platforms that we thought were going to be a pain in the butt have been easy um, certain tiny features that we thought were going to be easy to add have been a pain in the butt things like that <laughs> <laughs> i sat in on a zoom call with uh, randall <laughs> and the whole tech team and i was like i'm not a tech guy but they wanted a sounding board and somebody who wasn't tech to just throw out ideas. And I thought that was just the coolest thing since sliced bread. Those ideas are worth their weight in gold. And we've been, again, it's it's part of the indie community, right? People feel comfortable reaching out mm -hmm. and saying, you know, it would be really helpful or, you know, any of that. And so we can help build that. And because Randall and I are both authors, we're, you know, we're in this and we've, when Amazon makes some change, we heard about it that way instead of having to send out focus groups. But it's also good. It's good to hear from people that aren't the two of us because the indie author experience is so varied. So as I recall from you, we were we were getting an idea of you were instrumental in this update, actually, because you were saying, you know, I start with my books in KU after a while when they're slowing down in KU, I transition them wide. And that gave us the idea that we really needed to have a KU focused dashboard, but also that hybrid because they were hybrid authors. Yeah, I, I really like the idea. I haven't dove into it yet. Like I said, I just got in this morning and recorded sales. So tell me, is this your first startup? First digital startup. Um, so tons and tons of reading before even getting off the ground. Um, Let's see, the, the J curve by a guy named Howard Love 
uh, which is an incredible book. And it's about the six phases that a startup goes through. We've now reached phase three, which is scaling. We're very excited. Um, and then let's see, Zero to One by Peter Thiel and Subscribed by uh, Tianzhou. And uh, let's see, Zero to One is much more the, the ethos of the startup and then Subscribed is you know step by step the execution and um those three i'd say are our top guideposts but it was one of those okay if we're gonna do this we're gonna do this right let's we know what we want it to look like we know what we want at the end but we want to make sure that we don't get hamstrung by what we don't know and we have no idea what we don't know so we sat that's, to learn all that's that. the amazing thing about the technology today <laughs> Uh, there's so much out there that you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I met Randall. Uh, well, we've been corresponding for over a year. I've been, I was, uh, I, I jumped on Scribe account as soon as it came out and I kept my book report uh, subscription at the same time. So I could compare and see what, how things were going and how things were developing. Then uh, this past September, he came to Nink. Uh, mm. He wasn't, he wasn't registered. <laughs> but he just came and hung out in the lobby and we, uh, we, we made arrangements to meet up and I started introducing him to some other authors. And I hope he came away from that with a ton of information because he was talking to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you meet actually meet, meet Randall? Well, uh, so here's the funny thing is we've been working together for over a year now and we've never actually met in person. Um, <laughs> but uh, as I mentioned, we, we first met on the, the uh, message board and let's see, what's the first thread I remember? Um, oh yes, there was this amazing thread that was everyone sharing their areas of expertise so that um, other people would know who to ask about a certain thing. And so there was someone who'd been a professional poker player, um, someone who'd worked in Vegas with like repo car people um and randall chimed in uh as a combat medic and that was one of those we're all learning about each other and that thread was fantastic for seeing you know where we'd all come from because it was so varied and i felt very stupid adding my two cents which was you know i'm a i'm a data person and i've worked in call centers and customer service and little well, did I, I was know. a truck driver <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah. can't tell what walk of life somebody's going to come out of into this indie world and like you said it's a it's a really tight-knit community it is it is it's been i i don't think i've ever been part of a community quite like it um it's one of those you can never tell where someone's going to come from right and then um the ethos of the people who stick around it's been interesting we've been through a few burnout phases i'd say now since kindle brought everything to the big self-publishing mm. wave um and so we've lost some people and we've regained some people and i think all of us have gone through winters in our careers we're still here well let's talk about security where it comes to scribe count yes. we all know how important yeah, that is these days uh you've approached it in a different way. Can you, can you explain what uh, you're doing there? Yes. So 
when we started, uh, when we were coming to this, um, unfortunately, most of the people that had said that they were going to do wide reporting had not even tried, as far as we could tell. But then there were some people that had started to do reporting, and there had been several very high-profile failures um, that were really, really bad breaches of trust. Um, one person who'd taken a whole bunch of data, um, willingly given, willingly given, but then done something with it that people had not expected, which was turn around and offer a course for thousands of dollars with, you know, all of these insights that they'd gotten. Um, there was someone who had accidentally made their tables public so that you could access anyone's data if you knew their email, which was horrific. Uh, and so we were looking at this and uh, at the time, our biggest competitor needed everyone's uh, email, password, login, all of this stuff so that it could just collect data in the background. And a bunch of people understandably did not want to sign up and use that. And so we handed our developers this impossible task, which was, we need you to be able to get this data without having any identifying information, without you know, uh, ever harvesting data when they're offline. We need them to be able to delete their data at any time so they know we don't have it. Um, we need everything to be super high level encrypted and stored in separate tables. and boy, howdy, did they deliver. They, like every impossible thing we gave them, they would go away for a while and think and possibly stab our little voodoo dolls of us. I have no idea. And then they would come back with the completed product. It's amazing. Well, that, that makes absolute <laughs> perfect sense. And it's totally different from the way other uh, aggregators do things. So scribe count does not stay, save your information it's not stored or anything that's totally different from everybody else yes yes um and it so we've had some interesting experiences with that right we've had a lot of people actually come to us and say you know what i come on to scribe count in the morning and i actually I don't want to go and have to log in to different platforms. I love that you guys don't store my data, but it's a pain. Please make an optional mode that's less secure that I can just give you this information. You can store cookies, you can all of this stuff. And so that's interesting. Um, I think it does speak to the success actually of our security measures that people are saying, hey, I get that you did this so that we could be secure, but we trust you now. Just just let us log in, keep our logins active, keep the cookies. I just want to be able to look at my data. And so we're looking at ways to expand the service for different opt-in levels of security um, and still keep our principles intact, which is we're authors, you're authors, we know how important your data is to you. We just want you to be able to to keep it, to draw conclusions, but not feel like you're giving us anything that makes you uncomfortable. It, it can be, it, excuse me, there's a radio going on out there. <laughs> uh, it, can, it can get bulky. And yeah. every time I sign on, there's always one that I have to log in yeah. that one particular and we won't say who that is, but they're different. <laughs> than 
<laughs> there is uh there's one platform that's the the big offender um, yeah every two hours i mean if i keep oh, if yeah. i keep scribe count open every two hours i have to go back in and re-log in that one and yep. occasionally one of the others but i i don't mind it it only takes a few seconds yeah and the security knowing that all your information is not stored and yep. just it, it makes it makes me feel a lot better i'm i'm really glad to hear that and uh for those of you who are uh before wayne and i went live uh we were talking about occasionally things take a while to load and one of the reasons for that is the fact that so much is happening on your computer so that it doesn't happen on our servers um and we're always looking for ways to streamline that but most of the things that you look at are okay it was built this way for you we'll uh we'll try to make that always better and more convenient but yeah it's um i'm definitely with you in the the login camp and that was why we built it this way uh, on on the dashboard i see that i can pick and choose what platforms i want to display mm -hmm. and for me i'm wide and i go direct to apple barnes and noble google and then everything else goes through draft to digital mm -hmm. but a lot of people just go through draft to digital for yep. everything go through amazon and draft to digital or they they go in and do all 10 million platforms whatever there are so why is it why is it so important to have that option uh so on the scribe count dashboard and we'll we'll be posting a whole series of tutorial videos soon but you can show whether things are coming in from your aggregators like draft to digital or smashwords or whether or not you can uh, show it coming in from the final destination so like Apple, like Amazon, like Barnes and Noble. Um, so if you're distributing through uh, draft to digital, for instance, to Apple, which is what I do, um, because I despise the Apple upload process, the passion of a thousand fiery suns. Um, <laughs> I, hire, I hire somebody to do all that, so I don't <laughs> even worry about it. <laughs> it's probably changed, but back when I started, it was uh, they would spit out a giant string of numbers and letters that was the error code and then you had to find where on their website was the the repository of error codes to figure out what you'd done wrong and how to fix it and it was just like i no no i can't um, <laughs> um so you can choose to see where the money is coming from in terms of end platform or where it's coming from by distributor. And that can be very useful both ways. If you're looking at things and you see, okay, I've got um, a whole bunch coming in from Apple and some of it's direct and some of it's not, but there's this huge bulk of income. Well, what can, what can I do with that? You're not seeing draft to digital anymore. On the other hand, draft to digital is helping you get to places like Toledo uh, if you're an American author, which you can't get to otherwise. So you have an idea of where those royalties are coming from and both aspects are, are useful. And so you can switch back and forth. Well, I've been using scribe count almost from the start and I was bugging Randall constantly with a lot of questions. <laughs> what are, what are some of the other questions authors have when evaluating a reporting service like this? Let's see. Um, 
I know there's some great ones. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's security. There's always uh, one of the ones that surprised us right off the bat um, because it's, of course, against the Amazon terms of service to have multiple accounts. So we didn't automatically build that in. Uh, But multiple authors have a publishing company that they're a part of, like a small publishing company that has a different tax identification number. And that's not against the terms of service. So now they're looking at two different Amazon accounts, two different Apple accounts, all of that. Um, And we had not built it for that. And so right now what we've had to do actually as this sort of mid middle term hack is tell us what your second account is, we'll comp that account. So you can just use scribe count, you know, um, just pay the one time. Um, But then you have to use it on different browsers because it's pulling in a whole bunch of the data and you'll get these ghost books if you open both Amazon accounts in the same browser. Because we don't, again, we don't store the data on our servers. So it's reading what's coming in from Amazon when Amazon's um, logged in. And I'll scribe I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) It's like, I've opened this door to Amazon and it's like, oh, okay, there's there's different books that I and know And if you about. open another door, the other first door <laughs> closes. <laughs> um, I've got my publishing account for my own books. Plus, I'm, I'm also a uh, publisher of others. And so I have two separate Amazon accounts, two separate Barnes & Noble accounts, two separate Google accounts. Apple won't allow that. So I've got one Apple account. No. And uh, it, it makes things. But you adapt to it. And you just you do. Um, So there are, yeah, there are those questions that, you know, we hadn't anticipated because everyone does the indie author thing slightly differently. But I'd say the biggest question other than security is just, does this give me what I need? Um, And we have people of all different levels of number proficiency, number comfort, um, who are staring at this and they just need to be able to understand it at a glance. Can they look at it and go, okay, yeah, I have a good idea of what's going on and then get back to writing because the writing time is the gold, right? Yeah. Well, like I said, early on, I, I was comparing scribe count book report and I was going to all the different sources. And mm-hmm. I saw early on that there was a difference. Scribe count was showing me more uh, sales if I'm looking at the report for today, it would actually show more sales than what the source said. (laughs) And Randall explained that to me. I said, oh, that makes perfect sense. The dashboard on Apple or Google or wherever, their dashboard gets the information from a spreadsheet, which Mm -hmm. you can download, but ScribeCount gets the information from the spreadsheet, not the 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 dashboard. So it's even more up to date than what the than the source is, which just totally blew me away. <laughs> it's one of those we have people, you know, writing in. They're like, okay, so you know, my first step, obviously, understandably, is to check my sales against the the source. I'm like, and you're you're showing more. And I say, okay, so here's where you find the the spreadsheet. We're pulling directly from the spreadsheet, and the spreadsheet gets updated more often than mm-hmm. the dashboard does. And so it does give us the certain like, ah, yes, I can see the future. I am magic. (laughs) (laughs) That was what what was going through my mind. 
I'm reading into the future. Yes. <laughs> so I'm seeing this, that big sunburst mm -hmm. all over social media. People are posting their, their, yes. their, their big uh, pie chart and talking about how this is working and this is working. Uh, was that part of your plan? Uh, it, it should have been. Um, <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> it was a surprise to us. We kept thinking, okay, we want this author to be able to, to log in to see what they're doing. Um, and then log out and get back to writing. And, but of course they're sharing it. And of course they're saying, look, I've, I've got all this data. This is incredible. Have you guys heard about this? And then the, the bragging, which I, the totally warranted bragging, don't get, get in a bad read on that, but just of like, Look what I did. My Amazon's only a quarter of my sales. And everyone's like, how did you do that? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so it's it's awesome to see. And because you can, if you know scribe count, you see one of the sunbursts and you're like, all right, how big's the orange wedge? Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. You're you're doing well at wide. Look at you. <laughs> it's it's a great visual. And for most creatives, most creatives are, you know, right brain thinkers or left brain thing, eh. whatever. <laughs> but you use, and the the rest of us are numbers people. Mm -hmm. we, we are data people. Uh, and some people cr can cross both worlds, but by and large, most can't. So that big sunburst, it shows everything in a mm -hmm. visual way. That is yeah. so, so helpful for And I, it, bless Randall for standing his ground because as a numbers person, you know, Randall said to me, we're going to do this sunburst graphic. And I said, don't, don't do a pie chart. Pie charts are really, really hard to, to assess exact numbers. It's, it's not very intuitive. And he said, we, we've had really good results with it. And hot damn, I opened up my sunburst the first day that I had all my data in it. I, I am making a lot wide, like a lot more than I thought I was. And it is intuitive. Comparing two pie charts is going to be difficult if they're not very different. But wow, does that give you a huge uh, leap forward in understanding. And so he stood his ground. And as a data person, looking back on it, I'm like, okay, sure. He was, he was right. So all those big hunks of pie. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are seven slices there. Oh, God. Uh, I want pie what, now. What, plat what, platforms, <laughs> what platforms does Scribe Count report from? Okay, so we've got the big ones. We've got Apple, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Google, Kobo, and then we've got Draft to Digital and Smashwords. And what's coming along the pike by popular demand is Ingram Spark, Findaway Voices, Audible, and then a ton of others are tied behind them. But those three were the the big requests. So yeah, yeah getting uh, getting Findaway Voices. Uh... I oh, saw yeah. Rand. I saw Randall talking with Will for a while, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think they're working something out. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so it's been wonderful. Draft to digital, um, and find a way. I'd say have been just the two where it's been amazing to work with them because the, you know we've had this back and forth, and our developers have been able to talk in the background, um, and so we can just. When you're working with someone, it's just so much easier than if you're on the outside looking at their code. Just being like, but when okay, you, when you put this? people like Randall 
together with people like Dan Wood and Will yeah. Davis. These, these are people people. That's what mm -hmm. I call them. My wife makes fun of me. Well, they're people persons. That's not right. So they're people people. And they recognize in each other what the strong strengths are and where, where the weaknesses are. And like the community always does, we mingle those together and come up with great ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All this stuff you would never have thought of. Um, yeah. So nobody's done this before until yeah. now. <laughs> uh, so what? So would it be reasonable to assume there were a few challenges maybe? Yes. Um, so, you know, Randall says he hears a lot of people say, oh, wow, it's like your seven book reports um, or your, your book report for everyone. He says, no, we're, we're eight book reports because we've got the seven platforms. Um, and then we have to collate all of this data. And so each platform brought in its own challenges. So for instance, earlier we'd talked about uh, the platform which shall not be named, logging everyone out, which actually I will I will bring up. I don't think there's any problem with it. Um, Apple, Apple has super <laughs> stringent uh, logout policies. So for a lot of people, it's 15 minutes. It'll log you out very, very quickly. And so we needed to look at how do we get the data out of Apple that we need? What's the different procedure? Uh, with Findaway Voices, for instance, there were some backend things that we wanted to make sure we were doing securely, that they wanted to make sure they were doing securely. So it's taken a longer time to onboard them than we thought it would. But the reason is that both Findaway and ScribeCount are devoted to data security. And so that's, that's great. I mean, you couldn't ask for better collaboration, right? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, each platform has something new. Draft to Digital was our first aggregator. And then came Smashwords, which is both an aggregator and a storefront. So that was different. And all of those platforms each time are ones that are having their own updates because they're trying to make everything better. And as their code changes, our code needs to change. So it's it's a lot. Um, I believe our developers may be wizards. This is my, my head cannon. <laughs> a little bit a little bit more difficult than just reporting from yeah. Amazon numbers alone, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is um when there's only one source, there are certain things you can do with the data, you know, and originally um we talked about being able to switch up looking at draft to digital via what platforms it is versus just looking at at it as draft to digital or smash words. Um, and we had not had that direct to platform versus via D to D ring in the sunburst before that. And then one of the draft to digital people, uh, Mark Leslie said to us, you know, I, I don't care which distributor it's going through. I want to know which endpoint it's going to. Mm -hmm. And that was how that came to be. You know, as I said, our, our recommendations are worth their weight in gold. People have been so, so helpful with that. So. So have you run into anything that uh, just couldn't be overcome that the tech guys said? Randall says all the time that the tech guys say, that'll just take a little time. But, <laughs> just, just, just. But now, now and then, do they say, no, that's not possible? I have not 
yet heard them say that. We have handed them tall, tall orders about, well, first of all, there's the amusing thing of saying, okay, we're asking for this huge thing and I'm so sorry. And how long will it take? I'm like, I don't know, a week. It's going to be fine. That's easy. <laughs> oh, and then sometimes you come up with something that you think is super easy. And you're like, hey, could we just add another line here that says X, Y, Z? Like, um, I have no idea. <laughs> and they go away for a while. But they have yet to find a problem that they can't get over, which is incredible. They will. Um, I remember one person I knew who had gone to school for computer programming. And one of their classmates dropped out to become a poet. And they said, uh, my friend said to their professor, you know, that's, that's interesting about so-and-so that they dropped out. And he said to me, and my professor said, I think it's good that they became a poet. I'm not sure they were creative enough to be a software engineer. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's true. <laughs> they have got to come up with a thousand and one different ways to come at a problem until they find one that works. And God bless them, they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's circle back for a minute to uh, security features. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned that earlier. What what else is going on security wise? Um, so I mentioned the, the timing out and the logins and not storing the data. Um, we also aren't storing cookies, which is one of the ways that, um, uh, let's just say there are a few different platforms that are theoretically not collecting your data when you're online, offline, that are in fact collecting your data when you're offline. Um, and we are not doing that. And one of the ways you can that's tell- That's because of cookies, right? That's because of cookies. Um, uh, they've, they've got stuff going on in the background. And what it means is that when you log in in the morning um, to those aggregators, you can see your data updated immediately. Real quick, yeah. And when you log into ours, usually you log into your scribe count and just flashing on the screen or there for a couple of uh, minutes will be yesterday's numbers until we get the data in from all of the platforms. Um, and so that's one of the ways that you can tell actually that it's working as intended is that nothing has updated overnight. Or in my case, if things have updated overnight, it means I forgot to turn off my laptop. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, mine stays on and yeah. <laughs> Skype count stays on my laptop. I have like two windows open. Each window has like 20 tabs. And then I've got all these files open, Word files and everything else. <laughs> yeah, we actually had right at the start, someone emailed us and said, a scribe count keeps auto logging me out. Like, oh, that's, that's really weird. And so we got on a video chat to see what was going on. And this person, as you are recommended to do, does not keep 84 different tabs open all day long. So they would look at scribe count and they would close the tab and go do other things. And then they would come back. And he said, oh, yes, OK. Um, it, it'll, it should keep you logged in while the tab is open. But again, when you're not there, that door is not open. It logs you right out, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I so, got the email at 12.02 AM. <laughs> so how did the launch go so far? It's uh, 9 42 a.m so you're nine yep. hours into the launch 
Uh, they, so we had this countdown going on and it was like a lot of things that happen in the tech world, a combination of extremely smooth and then Murphy's law cropping up from quarters that you would never have expected. And so, you know, have you ever heard Wayne, have you ever heard Wayne's theory? Oh no. Tell me. Murphy's a freaking optimist. <laughs> yes, yes, that is, uh, yeah. So we're on Microsoft Azure servers uh, every once in a while. They restart um, or one of their servers goes down. And so Randall and I don't see a problem, but someone else is like, my scribe count isn't working. Or, you know, they're updating their encryption protocols. So a whole bunch of that got thrown at our dev team last night, who stayed up and gamely just kept going with it. Um, so hopefully at least some of them are asleep now. Well, for Not them, it was sleep. very, very early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and they just, they kept trucking and different things kept coming up and Randall and I are just, you know, huge eyes. Oh God, what are we going to do? And they're just, you know, head down typing, 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 typing. So. Well, when I first logged in this morning, it, I got a blank screen. Yeah. <laughs> I refreshed it, got another blank screen, went to the website, logged in from the website, and everything populated and opened up <laughs> just fine. So I'm assuming that it was on my end that all this new technology and all this new information had to come from ScribeCount to my computer to allow that to work. And I should have just Yeah. <laughs> and your computer will. So we came up, we had that when we, um, Let's see, what's the, the example would be Barnes and Noble from a few months ago. Um, people went into Barnes and Noble and I think Amazon has trained us to be skittish because I remember the posts on Wide for the Win of like, Barnes and Noble says, I can't log in and I don't have an account and why did I get banned and oh my God. And it turned out they were just doing a dashboard update. But then a whole bunch it of It lasted several days. <laughs> oh my God, it went on. And then a whole bunch of people still could not use ScribeCount to get their Barnes and Noble data. It still wasn't working and it still wasn't working. And it turned out that there were just all of these different configurations of browsers and security settings and how long they would cache their own cookies. And so their computer, it wasn't that we didn't have the door open. It was that their computer was still going to the wrong door. And so we had a door open over here and Barnes and Noble door had moved. Um, and their computer was still, you know, trekking the long way around. Um, I do that occasionally. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign on to scribe count. And the first thing I do is, uh, you know, I go to the sales page and then scroll down or page down twice to get to that bar graph for the whole mm -hmm. month and watch and watch all, all, the, all the different books populate across the screen. And I'm, yeah, go, 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 go yesterday, go yesterday and wishing it was going higher. And sometimes it just sits there and it doesn't do anything. And then, oh, I'm signed into the wrong Amazon account. <laughs> the other Amazon account doesn't have any sales. Everything's on pre-order there. <laughs> uh, speaking of pre-orders, stay tuned. They're coming down the pike. Yes, I know. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned wide for the win. I, I'm a I'm a member yes. there also. Talking about a community. Oh uh, God, yes. This this is a it's grown huge. When I joined about a year ago, there was only two or three hundred, but now I think it's over ten or fifteen thousand. Yeah. 
and just the amount of help that you can find there is it's it's amazing yeah and it's uh, um so we we reached out to Erin um originally and she was actually telling this story last night on a, a clubhouse uh thing but she's not here now so i'm going to tell it uh that randall was the third person in a row who had reached out to her and said i'm going to do this wide sales reporting tool and so by the time Randall came along, he was the only one of the three that she didn't know. She's um, just, she's just like, right. okay, <laughs> sure, one. whatever. I make no promises. Well, it turns out Randall's the only one who came through. <laughs> so, um, and we sent her, you know, the early beta links. We're like, okay, so check it out and let us know what you think. And I think it's safe to say at this point that she is a fan. Um, and that community has given us um, incredible feedback and then just, it is great to log in and see a group of people that have this wide mindset who are saying, I, this isn't about um, my ranks or my bestseller status. This is about the numbers. You know, as they say in Wide for the Wind, bank over rank. Um, I, I want to be doing the thing that is the most profitable, that helps me keep writing books in this industry. And I need the numbers for that. And so there was this natural synergy between Scarlet Count and White for the Win. I, I try to tell other authors that, that you have to know what your numbers are. Exactly. And exactly. because so at some point in the future, you're going to want to know what your numbers were. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that recording, if you don't have that information readily available, you can't really plan a, a promotion or any kind of marketing ideas centered around data. You've got to have that, you got to have those numbers. Yeah, you have to have the numbers. And it, so this is one of the places where it's my personal mission with Scribe Count is to make people less numbers averse. Um, it's not an easy road. <laughs> it's not an easy road, but in not my, um, <laughs> in my uh, corporate life, one of the things I was doing was I would go into, you know, meeting rooms filled with executives and these executives were wearing very expensive suits and um, they were like sweating bullets. They were desperately trying to keep me from figuring out that they had no idea what I was talking about. Um, and so it was my personal mission that by the time I left that room, they felt comfortable asking questions and they felt like they had a language they could talk to me in. And often that meant stripping out the jargon that words I considered completely innocuous because it was an exact word to describe the phenomenon I was seeing in the data or words that would just make their shoulders go up around their ears and like, oh no, I don't know numbers and shut down. And actually people are very intuitive with numbers a lot of the time. And so that's one of the things that we're aiming for here is for people to be able to look at their data and say, you know, I wonder, how different my sell-through is on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And they can just go check. They can and tell right immediately, there. they can filter by series and then go to the two different um, platforms and see that in just a couple clips. And so that's nice. So what's next? What, what does Scribe Count have planned for the future? Oh, so many things. Well, we've touched on a couple of them. <laughs> yes. Um, so more platforms. Obviously, we're going to keep adding platforms until we uh, 
until we run out. And then yesterday, someone was asking uh, about affiliate income, if we could link the affiliate income dashboards like Kobo and, and Amazon. So that's something to consider for the future. We've got requests for Radish, for Eden Books, for all of those things. Um, but we also want to be doing more than just sales reporting. Um, we want to be giving people a comprehensive view of what their time is worth. Because you'll probably remember this, when, when this all started out, there were no people who could help you with anything in the indie world. You had to learn to do it yourself. There were not service providers. You had to figure out how to make covers and find an artist and all of this, uh, figure out what the dimensions were supposed to be for your cover, figure out what keywords you needed. But now there are service providers who can help you with that. And so if you can track your time on ScribeCount and your productivity per hour, um, if you can be looking at things like what are what are your sprint times worth? What is your social media time worth? You can say, I'm a $50 an hour author. I'm a $100 an hour author. And by God, if someone can do my formatting on Fiverr for $10, yes, it, it is not worth two hours of my time to do this and move on from there. My first book, I tell this story all the time. My first book, I published it and then went to the look inside and went to from scroll down until I got to chapter two and chapter two is supposed to start on a new page, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about inserting a page break. So I just counted how many lines were on the same page, went back to my document, inserted blank lines. And that's my first foray into formatting. But uh, yeah, finding new formatters, finding new cover designers, yeah. all that comes into, into an author's uh, production time. It, cut, it cuts into yeah. what makes them the bread and butter, the writing. Yep. So anything that can take time away from that or add time to that, I guess I should say, it's got to be good. Yep. Um, and there's also, so there's not only that aspect, right? What is your time worth? There's also a, a much more slippery concept of task switching and mental space, which is if you're doing your advertising and you're doing your formatting and your covers and all of this stuff on your own, each of those has its own space in your head and its own buffer. And there's only so much attention that you can give to everything else because all those things are still running in the background. And so to be able to have those things on scribe count, you, you go in the morning and you're like, okay, so here's what's going on here. Here's, uh, wow, that my productivity has dropped off a cliff recently in terms of my sprints. I wonder what's going on there. That doesn't have to be in a spreadsheet on your computer plus eight different platforms plus um, different programs for uh, graphic design. You can just log in. You can see all of that there. You can see how your ads are doing compared to your sales. You can all of that, right? So it helps narrow your focus as well, which is great. Okay, but between production, tracking, marketing, all these things that, that we as indies have to mm -hmm. do, it's, it gets really complex. I know I, tried, I wrote two books this past summer 
And the only way I could do that was to write in one book, stop writing, go to scribe count, record my sales, look at marketing, look at, get into the numbers and then go back into the creative side in the afternoon. Uh, how, how do you keep things from getting counterintuitive? It's a slow process, right? And um, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, it takes a lot of trial and error every time you add a new feature. There's just this ripple effect across everything else. And so we're bouncing back and forth between trying to bring this vision of a completed scribe count and then also saying, okay, how does this, this feature change everything? Uh, are people staring at too much now? What is still intuitive for people to be able to see? And it's a, it's a trial and error process and listening to that feedback and being the target users of our own interface actually really does help <laughs> because, you know, uh, the development team can say, hey, go, go look in the development sandbox. And we go, okay, the what's this button? Sandbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Got so. Playground for developers. It absolutely, absolutely build little sandcastles. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's one of those trial and error. You, again, you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of times when something comes out in its first iteration, it's not perfect, but as with writing and editing drafts, you can't make perfect what you don't have. You have to add it first and then you can work with it. So what free, what kind of features do you have that are unique to scribe count that nobody else does? Oh man, well, we're yeah. gonna be having our comparison charts so that you can see how you're doing compared to last year, uh, how different months have gone and you can choose the different rows and columns in those charts, exporting them to CSV and looking at things in Excel. Uh, we've got the rank and price tracking. So say you've got a, uh, a book bub coming up on one of your freebies, you're going to have an alert when you log in and Amazon has switched your book back from free so that you can contact them and not have you know the book bub run and then say, sorry, we couldn't include Amazon US because it wasn't free, you know, right away. I can see that being a really <laughs> big feature because right? I've, um, I've, I've seen it happen many times to other authors. Absolutely. And then uh, related to that, I unclicked the box to take my stuff out of KU. I saved, I checked. And sure enough, a couple of days before the bo book was supposed to come out, that box was checked again for my book to stay in KU. And so you'll yeah, have that... alerts there as well. About like, that nope. just happened to me day before <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh no! Um, so yeah, that's one of the ones that we're looking at. Um, simply the number of ways that you can filter and sort um, are, are huge. Um, and we're looking at integrating that ad tracking so you have an idea of your net for the day and production for ad features. You say, oh wow, this ad did fantastically for Barnes and Noble. Okay, we're gonna duplicate that ad and we're gonna target it to Barnes and Noble this time. Do that right from the dashboard. So that's one of the things that's coming. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about your daily email. Uh, so that is gonna be coming down the pipeline. It will, uh, it's, 
It's either this morning, a lot of things happened after I went to sleep last night because I am a mere mortal, unlike our developers. Um, <laughs> so that's either here this morning or we'll be here next week. But it will tell you, it'll give you that snapshot of what happened the other day. Oh, one moment. Losing my voice, cold season. Mm. Um, if you're away from your computer, if you're running to get coffee and you're just waiting in line, open up that email, you got a snapshot of what's going on. And that's it. Every author I know is juggling 85 different things. And so maybe you're traveling, whatever it might be, you can log in and you can you can look and it'll be so much easier and quicker, which was of course our goal, get you back to what you're doing without wondering what those numbers are. Now they have a shape. Well, at this point, I got to ask you, this has all come about, well, it hasn't been really fast. I've been, I've been a subscriber for a year now, I think, but in, in terms of development, that is really fast. How, how did you, how did you manage this so fast, so quickly? We hired wizards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we've, we've simply got one of the best teams in the world and we're keeping our ear to the ground because we're part of the community. And so we have this incredible leg up because we are authors. Um, and so we know what we need. We're, we're hearing about these things where we're scenting the way the wind is, is changing. And we know because we log in every day, like, okay, Amazon data isn't coming in. And there's a message to our developers immediately. Sometimes our developers have caught it before we have, but that means things can get up and running more quickly. And having a geographically dispersed team means someone's always awake to catch things. And that's a huge thing. Um. <laughs> okay, so you've got all this, you've got the reporting, you've got the 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 alerts, uh, mm -hmm. production tracking, all this, all this other stuff that's coming in the future. Future, mm -hmm. um, it sounds real expensive. <laughs> you would think. Um, so actually, one of the things that's big today is it's not just the dashboard changes. We changed our pricing structure, so no one is paying more. Lots of people are paying less. Um, we've expanded our free tier. It used to be up to five hundred dollars a month. Now it's up to a thousand dollars a month. So if you are a baby author or you had, you know, some life changes like the pandemic threw a wrench your way, your sales aren't aren't where they need to be, you can we're not going to charge you for that. We know that data is doubly important to you, right? When you're just starting out. Mm -hmm. So that's part of our way of giving back the same way that people gave back to us when we were baby authors. Um and then uh our middle tier, a thousand to two thousand a month, will be fifteen dollars, and from two thousand and one up, will be twenty. So we've eliminated the That's per month, tier right? mm -hmm, per month, and then we've introduced uh, some annual pricing. So we wanted to wait a while, see how people were switching between tiers, to make sure we were actually offering something that was a good deal. And it's $185 a year, which works out to $15.41 per month. So if you're switching between $15 and $20, it's a good deal. And if you're at $15, it's one of those, if you'd rather make one payment and be done with it, it's just fine. And uh, 
if you're a member of wide for the win or looking at things on D2D and all of that, I would just say keep an eye on your inbox because there might be other discounts that you can also get. Oh, I like discounts. <laughs> <laughs> discounts are great. So, okay, well, that begs the question. Since I've been a subscriber yes. for a year, all these new people are there who are subscribing today, they're getting these big discounts. Am I going to get a discount? Uh, yes, you are going to get a bigger discount than is offered for any new subscriber because uh, all of our existing subscribers have stuck with us through all of this, through all of the growing pains, through all of the, the start. So you'll be getting a 15% discount on the annual plan. Um, Sweet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Um, uh, I, I'm hearing really good things about your customer service. And I've, been, I've been involved with that. I've, I've had some problems. I <laughs> sent an email, made a phone call. I always get answers back really quick. And for the most part, they're just somebody telling me that I'm doing something wrong because that's <laughs> the kind of person I am. <laughs> <But> <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> how, how, how are you going to be able to maintain this level of excellent customer service Aww. as you start to scale? Um so that's actually one of the places that uh, my background turned out to be very useful to Randall. And it was something that I thought was super boring about me that made him sit up and take note, which is that I not only worked in customer service, I worked in uh, quality assurance. And so making sure that things could be made replicable, that uh, things that we kept repeating uh, could be turned into automated processes. Um, if we start getting a whole bunch of queries about one thing, we put out a video, we change the buttons, we make things more intuitive. Um, so there's this filter back effect that if we have designed something incorrectly in an, in an intuitive way, we're changing that for our users. Plus, as we're bringing people on board, things keep being documented and they can look up, say they're a new person, they're a new customer service person. Uh, we're looking for one in the EU. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, people send applications. Um, but they, they're they new and someone writes in and says, my Amazon is sinking, but nothing else is. So that new person can go into the FAQ. And sure enough, that's an ex like only Amazon sinking they type in or uh, most platforms not syncing and they've got that immediately it's documented that happens when you have two different email addresses that you've been signing into scribe count with and that's the tell is that only amazon will work um and suddenly they have an idea they can write back to that person and say okay here's the fix i just need to use tell me which account you want and then i'll i'll tell the developers and it's really easy so making the whole process simpler and eliminating problems at the root is, is the whole of it. Okay, so let's let's talk about your side of things you, personally. You're a writer, Randall's a writer. <laughs> Ostensibly. And th th this has got to be a, a, a huge time suck. <laughs> yeah, we kind of thought, oh, okay, so we'll we'll get this rolling and then um you know, Sit we'll back have, and let it go on autopilot, right? Yeah, you know, it'll be working and we'll spend less time on our sales. And so we'll have all this extra time for writing and um, not so much, actually, it turns out. <laughs> so 
we're getting up. Um, I've started getting up at like 4.30 or 5 so I can do a workout and then check my emails with breakfast, uh, start trying to Welcome do to my world. Yeah, <laughs> some of my uh, contract writing because I also do ghostwriting for people. Uh, so my contract writing, some of my own writing, um, checking in again with tickets at Scribe Count to make sure that people are getting the answers they need, as you mentioned. Um, working on other Scribe Count related things and it goes until about nine or 10 at night. And at some point it will calm down, I'm sure. Oh, wow, but... I, I hang things up at no later than six. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I start at 4.35 o'clock, same as you. I heard someone say, you know, the startup life is uh, just saying every week religiously, but after next week, things should calm down until you die. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that, that seems to be where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, my wife's heard that a few times, I think. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, many thanks to our spouses, because boy, have they been wonderful. Everyone's Absolutely. family, everyone's kids. Well, this, this has been a great conversation. Yes. I could probably go Thank on you. and on and on, because <laughs> uh, I, like, I, I like data, I like people, and I found both with ScribeGap. And uh, it, it's been a, it's been great talking to you, Philippa. And uh, you as well. Thank you, thank, I guess I you, I should thank you for allowing me to be on uh, the Scribe Count <laughs> podcast. Well, to, thank uh, you. It's to good to hear some of the all questions. These questions. Yeah, it's it's good to know what people are thinking and wondering. And uh, this has been so so great. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, and we'll talk to you later. Yep. That wraps up this week's episode of the Scribe Count podcast. If you have any topics you would like to see discussed, feel free to email me at philippa.werner at scribecount.com.